Welcome to the Rain City Podcast. This is your boy, Tyler Nee. And today we got Josh in the house. Hello. We got Becca. Hi. And of course, Steve Kim. Hello. Last time we talked a little bit about finances and how those play an important role in the church. And today we want to kind of build off of that and dive into a bit more specifically into careers and how that also relates to finances, but also kind of your purpose in life and ultimately, you know, God's plan for you on earth. So why mm-hmm. don't you uh, kick us off, Josh, with a little sure. bit spiel? Um, work, yeah. I mean, I think I think it's really important um, that work should be fulfilling. It shouldn't be like a grind. Um, of course, you know, and not every aspect of work has to be perfect, but I think the majority it should it should serve um you should really like it i think mm-hmm. you should enjoy it because once you enjoy it you'll most likely be good at it too and so i think you know god's given us a number of talents that's unique to to each of us and so we yeah like the parable of the talent we're we're stewarding the talents that he's given us so if if we are fortunate enough to find a job that fits that um i think that's a huge blessing so to me, that's kind of like my ideal view or, or pr- approach on work. But, you know, I mean, we all have to start somewhere and then eventually we kind of like work towards that. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my high level spiel on that. Mm, I think so. Last time, I think we talked about how um, people were investing to like retire early and why they were doing that. And we mentioned how um, not working is unbiblical. And I think we just also want to clarify that, like, I feel like, or at least I feel like for millennials who want to do that, it's not that they don't want to work after, you know, they've made enough money to retire, but it's because mm-hmm. they want to be, like, free to do what they want without that money burden. Mm. Well, I don't think it's, I think it's working. Um, I'm not saying that not work. I'm just pr- I'm just imagining people like oh I made enough money, just gonna watch Netflix. I'm just gonna hang out with my buddies, go on vacation, travel the world, find my meaning in life, and then live off my passive income because I'm rich. I think that if you do that, you're in for a big, big, big letdown. Mm-hmm. So I think for me. The Bible is very clear. Like Proverbs, all the Proverbs uh, is really talking about work and then laziness. Like for sec- for mm. example, Proverbs thirteen four talks about a slugger's appetite is never filled, mm. but the desires of the diligent are satisfied. What does that mean? It means that if you're lazy, you're never satisfied. Hmm. But the desires of the diligent are very satisfied. There's something about like diligence in Proverbs twelve twenty four. Diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in forced labor. Hard work will bring profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. So it's strewn all over Proverbs. Like if you read Proverbs, you can't get away from the idea of work. Mm-hmm. So I think it's not about money, working to get money. It's about working because you just love work 
I mean, Saudi doesn't get paid from uh, Rain City, but she works. <laughs> so it's not like a matter of like, oh, um, yeah, my work is only defined by how much I get paid. Mm. But it's just you don't have to get paid and you can work hard. Right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't want, I'm just looking at my wife here. <laughs> but and when she does, like, like she does healing ministry and counseling. So she prepares, like, a lot of hours for that. My whole kitchen table, like, is full of all these papers. She's praying over it, standing over it, like, she's sweating. And she's uh, meditating on it and praying over it for one session. Mm-hmm. That's three hours with this one person that's been in the works for like a month. So she's been praying and meditating on it. That's work. That's like gives her purpose, right? But I mean, she's not getting paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's just doing it because she just loves to see people healed. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking about. It's not just about money. So I I was just thinking like people are like so focused on money, money, money. So I just have enough money so I could just do whatever I want. Money just symbolizes your value. Right, right. Yeah, it just it's just a it's a value thing and it's oh, this is how much you value my work. Mhm. Well, and compensation, right? So Yeah, so it's you're right. compensating me for my efforts. Like mm-hmm. this is how much you value me. Mm-hmm. I used to actually feel really bad about getting paid as a pastor actually. Mhm. I felt really? so. I felt so. Like a lot. It's just a little bit is okay, but I'm like, oh, I feel bad. Wow. Because I love, I love this, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm. this is like God's work. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't get paid a lot. And then I talked to my friend in Ontario, um, who is probably owns the largest dental practice in that city. Oh, and really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's pretty well to do. And then so I said, you know, I feel bad. And he he looked at me and he's like, why? You should charge a lot. And I said, what are you talking about? (laughs) And he's a very devoted believer. He said, oh, you're doing something that nobody else can do. Mm. He said, not many people can do what you do. You're called by God and you have the ability or else you wouldn't have a church. Like people will not come. So... Nobody can just get up there and just preach the gospel, like, mm. and then they don't have your leadership. And I'm like, oh, you're right. So you're invaluable. So they should, they should treat you like you're valuable. So after that, my old church, I was like, I didn't, I didn't feel bad when they raised, gave me, kept giving me raises. Mm. I said, t- I'll take it. Thank you. Mm. It's like it's my value. So. It's just your value. I think work is that, and but you can do you if you have enough, and then you want to do it for charity, right? You can do do work that's charitable. Mm-hmm, but right. Anytime you do work, if somebody wants to compensate you for that, you should right. never feel bad about it because it's it's your value, mm-hmm. right? So if I charge by some grace, I charge somebody <laughs> somebody a thousand dollars for an hour. Mm-hmm. As an executive, like coaching, the, the I don't know if that's ever going to happen again. But <laughs> I, I had two clients that year, just thousand dollars an hour. I was like, what? Wow. And then I just kind of like stone cold face. Sure, I'll take it. <laughs> but obviously, it was more than an hour. But 
um, it was valuable for them. Right. Because the decisions that they got would have altered the course of their careers or mm-hmm. or their company. There was so I don't know if I'm going to ever do that again, but I just realized, oh, yeah, these things are valuable. They didn't even think twice about it. Mm-hmm. Just like didn't even blink. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but you should work. And if somebody wants to compensate compensate you for it, you should say, yes, thank you. And mm-hmm. if you want to do it pro bono, then do pro bono. If you just want to do work. But everything, there's a there's kind of like a return for your work, right? There's a transaction. There's mm-hmm. like a... So somebody values it and they give you that. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think, uh, I don't know, does that answer your question? Yeah, I think it's, I definitely think it's helpful. Like I definitely like, you know, helped friends out with like a website stuff or like making stickers for them or just like helping with design work. And then they'd ask to like, you know, compensate that. But I'd always be like, no, it's okay. You, you said uh. no. I always say no. Oh, Becca. <laughs> oh, okay. Because like, is, is that no. a like You need to charge you. So no, what's what's your thought behind that? Is it is the it like a love? Um, your work is awesome, by the way. I love thank it. Thank you. Um, I think we should charge. We should pay <laughs> you at Rain City. <laughs> no, see, I'm gonna say no right now. <laughs> Why? Why would you say no right now? I mean, I'm just. It's an know. impromptu hiring. <laughs> 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 you heard it here first, Rain City podcast. Um, I don't know. I think because to me, like that stuff like brings me a lot of joy but it's also like very like it comes very naturally like it's mm. very almost like I don't want to say it's easy mm-hmm. because like it's not and like I put a lot of time and effort um to make it look the way it looks but I just feel like because I enjoy it it's like I don't know it's like this thought So that's that's what I'm talking about if, I you, know, if you enjoy I know. it then you shouldn't get paid but if you don't enjoy it and you're grinding you should get paid why do we so have this yeah, do we mindset? associate like hard work as the proper compensation? But if it's easy work and you're giving value, should you be compensated the same way? Yeah, like I definitely feel like I do have that mindset, or like. And and where do you think that comes from? Because I I get that too. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a, the norm. But yeah, where do you think that comes from? Is you want to earn your money? Because mm. you don't you you've been ingrained that if you don't work hard and you're like mm-hmm. s- not sweating off your what of the your sweat of your brow and, mm. and it's not hard work and it's to- it's not toiling then you didn't earn it. That kind of sounds like the cur under falling under the curse, right? Well, yeah, kind of. No, it is it yeah. is that it is what it is like our mentality mm-hmm. toiling. Yeah, we have to like work hard and toil and. Mm. That is a curse. That's a curse of humanity. That and I'll then say we. Yes for now. <laughs> if you don't, f- you don't feel good if you don't work hard. Mm. Like you should be doing something. They're paying me a lot of money. I should be doing. W- I should work hard. Actually, mm-hmm. right. I still fight that even when I'm teaching my classes. I'm like, I should do more. I should always do more. Mm. <laughs> I could do a little bit more, and I overextend. But I mean, uh, no, I'm there. They pay me to because. Um, because students like to come to my class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe they can find another professor that does what I do, but maybe they don't want to. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to lose me. That's why I'm valuable to the company. It's not like proving myself. or I just do it because I just, I that's what I'm supposed to do. And I like doing it. I like, I like that feeling of like hard work is not toiling. 
Mm-hmm. Like I like to work hard. I like to mm. give everything, mm-hmm. give my best to yeah. the company because I want to give my best to God. But right. I try not to toil, overwork, so that I can prove myself. I don't have to prove myself to anybody. But it isn't. It, it isn't all of us. We we want to just make sure that we're earning it. I mean, that's why Sonia and I, we love it. I think Sonia loves it. Bec- like she w- she loves doing ministry now more. Uh, she can say whatever. She's sitting right there, so she can say yes or no. But she loves doing ministry more because she's not getting paid. Because in our old church, we got we got we both got paid equally mm. as senior pastors and divided up equal pay. Mm. That's my chair, by the way. That's not anything coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, but. I think it's like a burden for all of us. Like we were getting paid quite handsomely at that church. Probably we're probably maybe the one of the highest paid pastors in Vancouver. Mm. We're very blessed. But that also comes with like that feeling of like, did we earn it? Mm -hmm. Should we meet more people? Mm -hmm. Should we do? Should I prepare soon? Should I be preparing more? So I fell in that trap for a long time. Like mm-hmm. I would stay up all night on Saturdays till like three, four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Even though I was done a long time ago, mm. I just felt I just wanted to prove to everybody: look how much I'm toiling for you. I earned mm-hmm. this money. Look how many people we're meeting every night, sacrificing time with our children because I want to prove to you. Mm-hmm. Like you know, look how much Sonia is doing for like laboring laboriously over these counseling notes and. Hours and hours of counseling. Look what we're doing for you. But you know what? That all doesn't. It doesn't matter. Because people don't. People don't care. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they're just. Most people are very myopic and selfish, and they're like, it's more like, what have you done for me lately? So you're trying to prove yourself to a lot of people, and then eventually you'll be disappointed because you're like, look, I, I earned all this. They won't think about it. It's just very they they look at people in snapshots. Mm-hmm. And what are you now? What are you doing now? So you should never do things for people. You should just do it as unto God, like the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Unto the Lord. Just be excellent unto God. Just do your best unto God. So that's why I don't prepare any sermons on Saturdays anymore night. Spend time with my wife. I wake up, go to the hot tub. Actually it's it's almost good that you do that because you you preach out of a restful heart as as opposed to oh i don't know like so if you like toil and stuff overnight i'm not as smooth yeah i'm not as (laughs) well polished and my words are not as articulate but you know what it's straight from the heart baby yeah yeah still very i try to do the best i can and i you know what guys i need my hot tub time (laughs) it's like an athlete you know you don't athletes don't like my mind is more relaxed yeah you're in a good condition to pr- perform, so to speak. So the concluding <laughs> of this podcast is that Becca should charge. <laughs> <laughs> you should be charging for your work. Like it's always hard because you're like, how much do you charge? Like a lot. Nine ninety nine. No, you know what? If you're like a private, um, like contractor or like somebody who's selling their selling their, I don't want to say sell, but they're like offering their like talents. If you if you price yourself low then that's how much they'll mm. value your mm-hmm. product you gotta price high okay this i i'm gonna take this on a little tangent if, if you allow me but 
Like in terms of even, um, I'm really uh, very interested in this whole like pricing creative work because it's a very subjective thing. You can't, mm. It's really hard to put a metric on it. Yeah. So like as opposed to say accounting or engineering, you can just slap on a, you know, a unit rate on it. But it's so hard to have art. That's why sometimes I mean, you talk, OK, I'm going to bring in the crypto here, NFTs and the crypto art can go millions or even like modern day art it's so it's can you teach me how to do the nft <laughs> 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 really please can you yeah. i'm pretty creative just be your face the steve's next episode of <laughs> your face that could be ask tyler <laughs> like tyler can you do my nft in my face i mean sure <laughs> i don't know <laughs> how valuable so it it's is. yeah like <laughs> how subjective is that some some <laughs> would go for millions some would not pay like and so i think i think this is comes down to like the capitalism i guess right because i'm learning i'm listening to all these like accounting um podcasts which ironically it's actually pretty interesting but one one accountant is talking about like value-based pricing right um and it really is like like Steve, like that that client who's willing to pay $1,000 an hour, like, but another person maybe is not as valuable. So like, I think at the end of the day, it's the value that you give for your work and it's subjective. It's all subjective. Like, what do you guys think about that? Because I think that is kind of capitalism. It, it's like in terms of like comparing market rates and things like that, it all depends on the individual. I, I was incorrect. It was $1,000 an hour, $1,000 a month for two hours. Okay. I just want to correct that. I Got just it. I just remembered. Thousand an hour would be great. Yeah, twelve thousand for the year for two hours a month. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Just want to correct. But that. but it's how they value it, right? So it's mm -hmm. it's. What do you guys think about that? Because some people. Yeah, I mean, is 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 that a right way to price work or like compensate work or value that? So, so I can add, uh, I guess, a bit of a different perspective. So. If you don't know already, I'm a content creator on TikTok. Uh, I do finance content. I've been doing it for about like two years now. The first year that I did it was just totally for fun. Like I didn't care about money. It was just kind of like, oh, teaching my friends about finances so that they can, you know, live a more prosperous life. And then, you know, started getting traction for some reason, just like out of thin air. One TikTok hit like a million views. And then I was like put on the radar. And then next thing you know, a couple of videos later, I'm at 47,000 followers or something like that. Snap! Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's like 12,000 Canadians know who I am. Wow. I don't, even, I don't think I'll ever meet that many people in my life. Wow. But I have 230 followers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not jealous. <laughs> but I don't even <laughs> want that many followers. That's weird. Yeah, it is. It is weird. And like, Kind of back to Josh's point about like value-based pricing. Like I, again, I didn't really care about money, and then all of a sudden, these companies start reaching out to me. Like, hey, we want to pay you for an ad. Like the the product. I like, I am the product at that point, and like selling myself like mm. through ads was a weird experience because now I'm like, okay, like are my videos or like the content I'm posting is that up to the standard and quality? of something that you would pay for because content can be free or can be paid and that kind of gets in your head. So that, that was a really interesting kind of experience for me. But I, I think there is a room for value-based uh, pricing, but then also kind of like personal intrinsic motivation because I think once you peg a number to it, it actually makes doing the work really hard because now you're like, is my work up to that mm. standard? 
from a personal standpoint, not from a market perspective. The market will just kind of eat it up because that's the brand and persona that you give off. But then it becomes really hard, like on days when you're like, oh, I don't want to create content or I don't want to create stickers because now you're like, I can only produce a certain quality because you hold yourself up to a higher standard. Mm -hmm. At least that's been my experience. That's very interesting. That's how I feel every Sunday. No, I don't feel that every Sunday. But there are times I, f I do feel that, like, oh, I, I that sermon was really, I don't feel anything wrong with it. I go home very peaceful and relaxed. Mm -hmm. And then um, the immediate thought is, oh, I can't match that next Sunday. Mm. The topic for next Sunday is not going to match that inspiration or things like that. Mm. So it, it's, and then I just remind myself, like, oh, this is not a performance, mm. but but you can feel that though sometimes in the room. I'm I hope it's not in Rain City, but sometimes I go places and I feel that mm. like we're well we're ready for you to perform now. Wow, you know like and if you don't get me in like the first five minutes, then I'm gonna tune out. Mm -hmm. You know I I just I just think that's just a poor poor posture in the church, but that's another topic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I could feel it. Like as soon as I start talking, they don't like what I say. They just take their phone out. Mm -hmm. But they don't know. Like we only have forty people, dude. I could see you <laughs> right here with your phone and completely zoned out. Like I don't know. I just think that that's that. Like that. Oh, I don't have you. Know, you don't have anything interesting to do say to me this week, so I'm just gonna tune out. Like it just propels that performance. Like. I need to like earn my money. I need to earn this or earn that. Mm. Um, so I, I feel you. I feel that the more you get, the more pressure you get. Like I, I feel that the more money you get, the more pressure you feel like I have to perform. I have to earn this. I have to mm. make mm -hmm. good on this. Mm -hmm. I, don't think, I don't think that's God though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mm. definitely don't think that's, so like, yeah, I don't think it's God at all. So I want to ask like, what is the godly truth to like put in place of that? that you can tell yourself? I always tell myself that um, I have been given an assignment and then I have a limited amount of time <laughs> and I, I have other responsibilities and I, I, I portion my time and then I discipline myself to offer God the best fruits of my time. That's why for me, I like, I know my wife knows, I wake up early, so I set my clock to 6.30. If I sleep in, it's like 7, 7. 30 would be the latest. That's when my wife and I had a late night watching a movie or something like that. Or then we'll I'll sleep till 7.30 and she'll still be sleeping. But I'm out. I'm out of the house. All morning, like 4 or 5, I don't know, till like I have to eat lunch. I'm out. Because that's my way of giving God my first fruits mm. of the day like when I'm fresh. This is my offering to you. I like listen to worship music. And the first thing I do is like meditate on the word, prepare for Sunday. That's my, before I do any other work, this is my first fruits. Mm. And then, and I can't do that all day. I would love to, I would love to like spend five hours because I can get just mesmerized and then kind of get in, just go into a vortex of all these like word studies and my mind goes all over the place. It's very interesting. Mm. You guys are looking at me like, really? <laughs> No, that's great. It's really interesting for me. I can go hours, but I don't. I have to stop, and then I have to do my other work. And I have to do other work, other work. And then lunch, and then I have to 
do some classes or do something and then and then I have to not have to I have the privilege of s- spending the day with my wife mm-hmm. and then do some other work later on but you know how it's just a, I portion my time so I give I just said so if I'm really worried I would just neglect my wife neglect neglect my children neglect everything neglect my body neglect working out neglect all that stuff but I have stewardship of everything my body my relationships everything I give I apportion it mm. and then I do the best I can with that time and that's it and then whatever comes out comes out like mm. whatever God produces from that so I offered a seed and I planted it and then now you have to produce mm-hmm. so mm. like for example this month I thought would be more free but now it's not as free I just realized because I have other things responsibilities not piled on me so I just have to apportion it and give my best and then mm. forget about the rest and and then if people are zoned out and they look like they're sleeping my wife's always like they're listening we they, are. Just, they just don't have listening faces <laughs> and then I just focus on the ones like Becca looking at me with bright eyes <laughs> yay Steve go Steve like or other pe- like not you don't have to always you know just other people i just focus on that and and then i'm sure other people are listening if god is doing something mm. i just leave it mm. at that and whatever happened happened i don't have to like i don't need it i, I just don't try to s- get immediate results and be satisfied with that although i, I i'm tempted mm-hmm. i'm like can somebody text me and say that sermon was good or Nobody, nobody. Yeah, like that feedback. <laughs> that feedback. That feedback is addicting. Yeah. So I don't need. I don't want it. I used to get a lot in my old church. Uh huh. But I don't get. Th- is that stuff. saying something about us, Steve? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I actually, it's okay. I like it. People tell me. People tell me sometimes, like, wow, what Steve said was like really convicting. I was like, you should tell him. Like, why are you telling me? Which is great. But mm. I was like. You should tell Steve, you know, if you feel it's you felt something. My love language is affirmation, people. <laughs> mm. It's affirmation and gifts. Mm-hmm. And gifts and affirmation. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, I don't need to uh, I, I think as I get older I don't need I don't need that. It's mm-hmm. it's like a bonus. But it, I don't need it. It's not it doesn't fuel me. But that's a good point. It's like you even though you may not see the feedback that you, you may want to see mm-hmm. right away, mm-hmm. um, the work you put in is making a difference. Mm. It just may not, yeah, you may not just see it right away, but it's it's like it's planting a seed, and so like it's, it's germinating. Something's happening. So I think to it's a good realization. Have you ever like yeah. farmed? Yeah. Well, no, but my <laughs> I I know the analogy. That's great. I love it. My dad farms. No, I went to my uncle's farm every summer. Right. I planted rice. You plant rice with the leeches all over you, (laughs) muddy, barefoot, planting rice in the mud. I still remember. It's so vivid. Mm. And this goes back to work. It's one of the best times of my life. Mm. I still remember those times, not as like, oh, my gosh, my dad put me on a farm to work. (laughs) I I look at that as the simplicity of work, like getting your hands dirty. Uh Uh-huh working the ground and then in time rice comes up as even as a five-year-old six-year-old i understood 
and then that's one of the great gi- greatest gifts that my dad ever gave me mm. he gave me he gave me an understanding of just work mm. just waking up early doing what's good for the soil for your body for your environment mm-hmm. and producing something that will feed people right will help people so that's for me work it's not just about me it's like mm. am i doing something that's beneficial to people right if i am i'm fulfilled like whatever work you do that's why i think yes we want to retire early yes we want to do the things that we love but i honor the people who do like you know people who are construction they stand out in the sun all day long yeah working on the roads there's people who wake up early to take our garbages i work is noble in itself so i honor those people mm-hmm. sometimes i'm afraid that when we are always focused on like this other world <laughs> like this other world where we don't have to be bound by work and be slave to the man what are we saying about all those people that are enslaved quote unquote mm-hmm. but there's people who are working those jobs that are not enslaved mm-hmm. they're working those jobs because they love hard work mm-hmm. and they they've learned to love the jobs that they do because they're helping people mm-hmm. so y- it's, it's not the work it's the mentality behind the work yeah it's a mindset shift right yeah you n- don't ever ridicule pr- somebody who works at McDonald's you know Starbucks like the garbage man like you honor those people mm-hmm. um, but though some of those people could be really bitter and angry mm-hmm. so and some rich people could be really bitter and angry like it's not it's mm-hmm. not the work it's not the work it's just your mentality something really interesting that my mom would always tell me when i was growing up was i should study really hard so that i can use my brain to work and not my body Mm-hmm. Because she's a hairdresser and she like always complains about physical pain every single day. Yeah, my and mom too. And she, she comes home, mm. she's like, give me a massage, yeah, massage yeah. my head, massage my neck. Um, so I, th- I, th- th- I think there's a good, uh, interesting, different perspective where like, th- like so quote unquote, like entry level jobs or like construction jobs where it requires more kind of like rudimentary tasks, but it's more taxing from a physical respect perspective as opposed to kind of more uh, mental uh, labor like kind of like computer science or like design creativity those types of careers yeah i think some people are not wired that way though that's yeah. w- that's what i think i think some people are just not wired to study you know and there's some people are just not meant to go to university some people are meant to just be in the trades they have just skills and you know, I know people who work hard all day and they're carpenters or other jobs and I would never be able to do that because I am not I am not wired to do that. Mm. But if I'm wired to do that, I would love to like it's actually I look at that and go, What's so simple? It's not simple, it's complicated. You have to learn. But it's like uh like the talent is in there. You don't right? have to deal like it's just put up the th- Build a house. Wow. And you accomplished the house. Wow. When you're building a church, it's like you're working with all these people and complications. Like you're like, is is this getting built? Like you're confused sometimes. But uh, you can see the, you lay the foundation, you you put the cement and you start to see it. And it's just like progressing and you just go, yeah. And just step by step. There's like a fulfillment in that. Mm. And I think some people are wired to do that and some people are not. So 
it all depends on the people. I mean, my mom was a hairdresser too, and she complains about every problem she has right now, her arthritis, everything, like her headache. She's like, oh, I'm spinning. My ears are ringing. It's my teeth are my teeth are rotten because I work so hard. I'm like, no, mom, you d- your teeth are rotten because you didn't floss <laughs> and brush your teeth. That's why they're rotten. <laughs> no, 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 it's because I had no time because I, c- I had to work. Are you sure we don't have the same mom? <laughs> <laughs> Probably like, I had no time. That's why Address I her symptoms. That's all I had to do. All I had was like bread and that's why it was in my mouth all the time or whatever. And I'm like, okay. The problem with you was that that you loved your work but you overworked. Mm. And you, I, I think it's not about like it's like what we're talking about. You had to prove yourself. You overworked. You had to, you needed more than you needed. And you didn't need to work all that time. You need mm-hmm. to work six days a week. Why did you work six days a week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, why did you do that? Why? I didn't ask you to do that. We could. We didn't have to have that house. Mm-hmm. You know, we. My dad purchased this one hundred thousand dollar house in Victoria Park, in Egg, Eglinton, in Toronto. Some o- elderly people lived in it, and th- it had all those like handicap, like um, I don't know what you call it, like ramps. Handi- yeah, ramps. Yeah. And even in the bathtub, they had... Oh, like the accessibility. Yeah, the accessibility. The handrails So and all we that, had yeah. to get rid of all that. Oh. Because <coughs> it was... Uh, some elderly couple lived there, and they passed away. And then my dad got, like, a sweet deal. And the backyard was, like, a mound of dirt that he told me to get rid of somehow. I'm like, where do you want me to put this dirt? You should call somebody. And he said, just get rid of it. So I just dumped it over our fence, which was a valley. And, I just and then I that's <laughs> how we got rid of the dirt. Right, and then we built it. My dad and I, we built the basement together. Well, he told me to build it. And I tried, and then he come and helped and put in a toilet. And then that basement was mine, and we fixed it up. And that value went up like probably another hundred grand just wow. within that, doing all that. And then my mom got depressed and said, "We need a house bigger than this house." And I was so choked. <laughs> I said, "I finally." I was so upset. This is like prime location. It's 15 m- uh, w- minutes away from my high school. What are you talking about? Because my high school was young in Eglinton. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. What is it called? Vic- Victoria Park in Eglinton. And my high school was young in Eglinton, North Toronto Collegiate. Right there. And I just had to take one bus. It would have been so sweet. She moves us th- all the way to Bathurst and 7, Vaughan, when there was nothing there except dirt. And we were one of the first houses, dirt. And you you moved us to dirt. There's not even a road. Did the bus even go up no. that way? <laughs> that it took me an hour and 20 minutes to go to school. Wow. So I woke up at 4 in the morning to go to, like, during traffic hour sometimes in the morning and then sometimes hour. Yeah, it was just very terrible because she wanted this big house that we could not afford when the interest rates were like 18%. Oh, that's in the 80s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is what I'm talking about. Right. This is what I'm talking about. Is that's not is nothing to do with like work. It's like overwork to get the things that you don't need. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what are some practical things to like, I don't know, for those listening like to know when we've done enough work? Or when we can stop, like a satisf- satisfied amount. 
because of course naturally we we all have our checklist or like tasks to do for the day or whatever um so is it just when we check it off and complete it or what if you know things get too busy and then we don't complete it so so does that mean like now we're incomplete and that's a bad well thing i always so I'm, I'm really good at checklists and mm-hmm. i'm really good at time management that's one of my mm-hmm. i think god gave me a gift of time management mm-hmm. and then I, I apportion my time that's one of the things that i do yeah. but obviously we're always not we're not the best at doing everything we're supposed to do that day mm-hmm. but i know that i did my best when i don't sacrifice my time with my family okay Right, other priorities. I, I, I don't, if I'm like, oh, I should. So, for example, right now, I got all these final papers to grade. <laughs> but my wife and I, we took a long walk, hung out. Mm. I could say, sorry, honey, not today. Because I got a mm. amount of papers to grade. Mm-hmm. But I said, no, I still have six days. I'll just readjust. I'll just do a little bit more. I readjust my discipline to Kay. spend more time with my wife and then. I'll wake up a little earlier and speed it up. So if I'm going to sacrifice any anything, it's my uh, I'll sacrifice my sleep a little bit in the morning. Okay. Mm. I'll sacrifice other things. So that's how you know you've done enough. Is mm, okay. Sacrifice. Don't sacrifice your time with God. Don't sacrifice right. Your time with your family. Right. I don't. I don't sacrifice my time with God. No matter how many papers I got to do. Right, because for some, work will always be there. No, that's so when you know you're overworking, or uh, your your work is your god, or you're dependent. Yeah, on you're a workaholic. So right. I, I wake up in the morning, I get my green tea. <laughs> nice. And I take a sip, listen to music, and just take a breather. Mm-hmm. I always take a breather, and then I start getting to work on. But it's not work. See, like preparing for sermons is like mm. my meditation. That's why mm-hmm. I discover stuff of myself. I'm like, whoo, snap. I get convicted my own self. <laughs> it's like a forced habit to like prepare things for people. Mm-hmm. So it's like a cook preparing, and then they're eating mm-hmm. the food that they're preparing. Mm. Gotcha. And then, and then, then do other work. Right. And then spend some time with your family. Mm-hmm. And then at nighttime, just don't do any work. Mm-hmm. People don't know. My wife and I, we just veg every night. <laughs> And I sli- I always sleep. So song is we're watching Obi Wan Kenobi last night, and I kept <laughs> telling her we gotta watch Obi Wan Kenobi. And so I got Disney Plus because we're, s- we're I don't want to d- pay for another streaming service. But I said we'll just do it for one month to watch Obi Wan. A free month trial? No, oh. I've already explored. Okay, <laughs> I've already <laughs> indulged in that. So I was watching it, and then I fell asleep, and then all I. St- <laughs> I wake up in the corner of my eye. I can see my wife not even looking at the TV. She's looking at me like <laughs> <laughs> shaking her head. Why are we doing this? Why are we watching this? Why? Are and then she watched three episodes and I just I was trying so hard. I fell asleep. But that's what we do every night. Mm. We watch movies and I fall asleep. That's and your routine to stay balanced. Yeah, I just yeah. I just rest my mind and everything will take care of itself. Mm. I gave my best. Mm-hmm. With the time mm-hmm. I had, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna overwork. I'm not gonna stress about it. I just I did the best I can, and you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You get you get what you get. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big meme, Steve. Did you know that? What is that? What is that? Uh, it's a common Gen Z thing to just say all my problems. You just say it is what it is. Really? Yeah. That's my thing. <laughs> 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 Tell those Gen Zs they stole that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying that since the 80s. 
But you got to say it like this. It is what it is. Is that the meme? It is. It, <laughs> it is, is what it is. Ask <laughs> <laughs> my wife. It is. I've been yeah. saying that it is what it is, man. Full stop. Whatever. Whatever happens, happens. Give your best. Let God take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. I think it's an r- interesting point that you brought up about kind of just turning your mind off at a certain point because in careers where there isn't like a finite or a progressive stance to it, such as like creative uh, outlets or even kind of in my career path, like consulting, because we're doing a lot of research, we're trying to solve problems for people. There's never really like a good solution. It's like what you determine to be sufficient. So you can always put more time in, you can always reevaluate everything that you've kind of just researched. So in that perspective, it's really hard especially as a perfectionist such as myself to just turn off your brain because you're like oh like is this putting my best foot forward is there something that i'm missing and kind of just like cutting that off you know like at 5 p.m let's call it and then moving on to the next day is extremely difficult because you can't just check off a list the list is like creating let's call it like a slide deck to uh you know pitch a proposal to solve these problems and it can always be better but i mean i'm learning over time that you kind of just like you said to say it is what it is and you just kind of move on with your day but it is a continual struggle i find for me personally with these type of uh, career paths where th- it isn't like you finish i don't know building something you get the foundation and then you like build the columns and it's not very progressive in that sense i mean you could argue like you know two slide decks a day, something like that. But there's always revisions and there's always another way to look at it. I mean, you and I are, I think we have the same brain. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm being serious. Maybe that's why I like you so much. Possibly. I love myself. (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding. No, I think you're right. Welcome to my life. I think we're both in the creative. I used to think that writing sermons was not creative but it's really creative because it's like revelation uh-huh. if you if you just want to regurgitate like a commentary then anybody can do that but it's like creative revelation like you have to put things together in your mind and it's a lot of work just really meditating and um yeah th- all that to say I, I used to change sometimes change the whole sermon on a saturday night to in the morning because I was like, and then I would get so terrible because mm. I was like copy pasting other things and trying to put it together. Like I, w- I w- and then all of a sudden I'm confused, mm. and now I'm more confused than ever. Oh no, what am I gonna say? Mm. And then it's like not a good sermon. So after I after a few years of doing that, I realized this is just labor and toil. Mm. And then I just there's a moment where you just. I don't know how to describe it. There's a moment you feel like I gave it mm. everything. And, and then I think there's something that I'm going to grab onto here. And then I'm just going to leave it at that. Mm. And then I prepared enough and then it's going to come out of me. So that's why last week's sermon, I didn't even look at my notes. Mm. Which were some of them were good, but I just, I prepared enough and it's just going to come out of me. And mm-hmm. So there, I don't know. How, I don't know when is when. When is like enough? But I think you internally know this is like a 
it's not like you feel like oh you should have done more it, it's not like you did you did enough and then you're like there was like hard work but then you're gonna cross over to that toil where you're like I could do more I could do more I could do more mm. and then you're feeling like oh if I do more then people will like it or like that that's when you start to feel like oh maybe I'm not doing this for God mm. there's a moment where you're like I did enough and I feel like that's pleasure of God and it's like that you're sweating and you feel good and mm. I did enough that's good I feel good and I and then you just pray I just trusted you whatever happens happens so it's up to you now <laughs> that's like and then mm. those are always good mm -hmm. those are always like end up really good because I just trusted I gave my best mm -hmm. but um can I tell you one story? Mm -hmm. I was discipling this one up-and-coming wannabe pastor, preacher. He said, I, I feel like I can be a good preacher, and then he wanted to, he wanted me to help him in preaching. So I said, all right. I usually take a week, but I'll give you a whole month to prepare a sermon. Okay, I already know. So I give you a month, and then it doesn't mean you're going to preach at the end of the month. I'm going to look at it, and then you're going to have to prepare again. So we're going to work on this for like three months, just one sermon, so you can pr present it. Because I wanted you to know, like, it's not that easy. So he, he says, sure. And then I met him. He said, let me see your notes. I literally had, like, three sentences on a piece of paper and pencil. And I said, what is this? <laughs> it's like, these are my notes. These are my thoughts. And I went... No, no, no. See, that's why. That's why you know you're not called to preach. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then he was like, "What?" I said, "That's why you're not called to preach." And uh, I said, "It's because you. You don't understand how to honor God's time and like honor the talents that maybe He has given you or like mm -hmm. the desire. Like you have to invest your time, and then do the best you can, and then just honor it, and then." And then after you do your best, like you can leave it. But you haven't even given. So there's a balance. Like you have to put in some work, like to honor God. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I I feel. Like if I did the work, I feel like I honor God. So so far at Rain City for the past, I've been preaching what? How many weeks now? Fifty six weeks. In a row. I think that's a record. I'm gonna go for <laughs> a world record. <laughs> Guinness World Guinness Record. Guinness Book of World yeah. Records. <laughs> But I think I would say almost every sermon that I've done in person, uh, I have not cheaped out. Just do my best. Mm -hmm. But I have not overworked either. Mm. So I don't know how to say more than that. Perfect. Perfect way to wrap it up. Mm. That's great. If you, um, yeah, I think it's just stewarding. How would you summarize this, Becca? What have you learned? What are some nuggets that... Nuggets of wisdom. Um, I guess just to put it all together, I think in the work that you do, like honoring God with your time um, and your talents and your abilities and not, yeah, not trying to overwork, but just coming to a place where you feel confident in the stuff that you have put forward, knowing and trust and then entrusting that with God. Just to, yeah. yeah. And if you feel like, oh, if you cross the line and you feel like I'm doing more to, to please people, then that might be encroaching upon overwork. So mm -hmm. just when you get that feeling, just stop. Yeah. yeah, that's a good good thing to catch. 
All right. Well, that wraps it up. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you want us to talk more about money, work-related things, let us know. Email us at info at raincity.org. With that, have a lovely day. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.